Hello and welcome to another episode of Alex and an Athlete. Today, we have a man of many, many talents, but today we'll be mainly focusing on his Spartan races and his terrain races. Uh, this guy just loves to run, I guess. So I want to welcome everybody. Nico Aviera, how you doing? I'm good. How's it going, Alex? Oh, it's going good. And it's a... Oh. Uh, been a weird year but uh you know i can't say it hasn't been productive at least so true very true how about true. you how's how is your uh 2020 uh <laughs> i guess uh the dark year <laughs> uh, it's a little uh as far as racing oh man it's uh canceled you know big old word everything's canceled this year and oh man they really tried putting on these events this year and um you know, they just, they couldn't combat COVID. Yeah. It, unless you're one of these uh, main professional sports, you had no shot. Yeah. I mean, you can't, there's no way you can control the amount of people that they had in these races. You can't really do the whole, you know, six feet distance. I mean, they, they really tried. They tried their hardest and it just, it wasn't happening. You would have to have two man races on each side of the track. Uh, it's, uh... Right. I mean, oh, it was it's devastating because there's so many people that like we're going to be first time racers this year. I mean, 2020, well, everyone went into 2020 thinking this is our year and it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, unless you're uh, one of these main corporations, uh, it really was not your year. Right. And it, it's just, it's tough to see, but you know, Hey, most pandemics only last 18 months. You know, if you look at history, so we're almost through it. What, another half a year 11. so yeah i mean you know and the, when the whole thing started i kind of guessed that next summer things would start opening up again like getting more back towards normal but obviously with the permanent you know changes that will be imminent right but hey you know we just got to band together get through it together we're all we're all in this thing and uh, we're all on a spaceship spinning out in space and you know, we don't need to fight each other. We got, we got other things we need to fight. So all about surviving, just survive the year. And, you know, if it's, if it's really another six more months, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, oh yeah. I mean, nothing lasts forever. So we'll, Very we'll true. figure it out, but <laughs> Hey, so let's, uh, let's get into it. So how, uh, how have you been? How has everything, uh, else, uh, been going on what have you been up to these days oh man uh let's see i mean the last time we haven't seen each other really like really seen each other since like high school and it's been like 12 years i want to say at least and uh i mean right out of high school i just started um doing theater and uh doing a lot of musical theater and got into my acting and pretty much it's just been a constant grind ever since just auditioning and you know landing some smaller film roles and just kind of building up upon that and it's really just kind of that's just been the grind ever since and it's you know it's it's paying off I've gotten a few films underneath uh, my belt I got um I just landed a role in a in an animation series that's coming out next year Ooh, so uh it's for it. it's working man it's 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 going awesome awesome so so that's good. I mean, you've been productive. I mean, that's awesome. Emma, mm -hmm. How many uh, people from our school can really say that they're actors? 
that's that's very true i mean i i look back and i don't there's not that many there's you know maybe a couple maybe two maybe yeah uh, you know you're in small company so that's awesome congratulations thank you and uh so so uh what films have you been in so that way people know we can go check them out um well so i landed my first lead um it's called fireflies in gloaming and what's crazy is we filmed this in 2016 and we wrapped i think march 2017 and it's been in post-production ever since it's it's actually it was supposed to release the uh the end of that year and it just kept getting you know that's how post works just kept getting pushed back and then it was going to re-release this year and then COVID shut it down. And it was like, dude, we were so close. We were so close. And it's going to be, it's going to be, um, once it's out, it's going to go on Amazon prime. So. Perfect. All right. So, uh, the name of it was uh, fire or? fireflies in gloaming. Fireflies in gloaming. Awesome. For those people who don't know what gloaming is, that's when the sun goes down, but it's still light outside. Nice. I like that. About time I get a random fact on my end. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, awesome. So uh, what were the uh, the other, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, supporting roles? Um, a lot of it. Let me see. Um, it was called, there's a film called Cardinal X. I think it changed its name to like MDMA. It was mostly, it started off a lot of extra work. So these weren't really that big a deal so it's it's really just like hey i was that guy that you saw walking you know or like i was in bumblebee and they cut me out um oh. <laughs> i was like behind Haley steinfeld when she was uh working at the, the hot dog stand you know just uh, you know smaller roles i can't think of them right now Art. but they're really just extra work that but the lead one i'm like waiting on oh actually i'm so dumb um there's people you ever heard of Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks, yeah. Like that old show. So I just wrapped a film, um, a fan film. It's kind of, uh, how do I not give anything away? Um, let's say it's it's a younger version of the main character in Twin Peaks. Okay. Um, I guess it's sort of a prequel, but it kind of jumps around. Let's just say gotcha. that. Um, it's yeah. called Queen of Hearts, and we just wrapped it uh, maybe like eight months ago. No, like, uh, like six months ago. And it's actually going to come out, I think, February. February. Awesome. I can't yeah. wait. Let me put a note there. Let people know that they can uh, keep a lookout for it. Cool. Awesome. So, um well, let's get into a little bit about your racing. So tell me, you know, I know we were Seaside Spartans, but at the same time, uh, what made you start doing Spartan races? Uh, that's it's the funniest thing. It was, um, this was back in 2013. I, I kind of felt that acting was, I wouldn't say I was at a low point, but like acting was kind of just, it was my career at the time and it still is, but I felt like I needed something else, you know, something that, people knew me for i needed something else on my resume i guess and i had like this hunger to do something athletic more athletic than um you know i used to do a lot of parkour and and free running in high school but 
you know, I love to do obstacles. We all grew up watching Ninja Warrior and, you know, all those shows. So I was just randomly on Facebook in 2013 and, and there was a Spartan race ad and I'm like, Whoa, you know, like didn't think nothing of it. Didn't even click on it. I was like, all right, whatever that is. A couple of days later, that ad came back up and I was like, you know what? I need to, let me, let me just look into this. Let me see what this is about. And I clicked on it and it was like, all right, read up on it, you know, run through obstacles. There's three different races, how many miles, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, for some reason, I, I need to do this. <laughs> for some odd reason, I was like, you know, I need to do this race. And so I just signed up and I, I grabbed a, um, my best friend, um, my dad and, you know, another friend. And we're like, yo, let's, let's do this race. It's actually coming to Monterey for the first time. So it's, it's right in our backyard. Let's, let's do it. And it was a, it was a beast, which is the third, there's like three levels, a sprint, which is four miles, a super, which is eight and a beast, which is like 14 plus. So Monterey just happened to be the beast. You know, they always say, start with the small. And I, I dove right into the big one <laughs> and we just, right. yeah. Right. And we just freaking you know, went in that day and did put in work and just, I had the time of my life and I was like, you know, this needs to be shared. Like other people need to know about this. And it just kind of skyrocketed from there. I mean, not only is it physically demanding, but how, I mean, just how visually intimidating is it when you're just starting your first time standing there at the, at the start line? <laughs> you get so like, you get so nervous and you get so amped, you know, it's like, uh, it's like your first anything, you know, your first fight, your first, um, you know, getting in front of a, a live audience or even like go back to high school, you're in a, a rally for the first time. Anytime you're in front of people, it's that scared feeling and you're just like, you're excited, but you're really nervous and you, they tell you to look at everybody on your left and look at everybody on your right. And the, the announcer's just going off and the energy is all there. And, and as soon as they uh, say go, you just you just let it all go. And it's, oh, it's so intimidating though. You're, it's, oh. I bet. So uh, walk, walk me through a, a typical Spartan race. So uh, what, what happens from start to finish? Ah, so you start, you know, you start at the finish, <laughs> the finish line. Yeah. And you start at the start and <laughs> I um, wish, <laughs> right. They, uh, they say go. And basically you have, let's say like 50 people in your wave. And, you know, they try to put less obstacles in the first part. So that way they can spread out the herd a bit. You know, all the fast people probably make it to the front. Um, so they spread out the, the herd and they put, I don't know, maybe some little hurdles in the beginning, nothing too rough. And then you get to maybe a six foot wall. Uh, then they spread it out for another mile. They, depending on how many uh, miles you're doing that day, they try to they actually don't balance out obstacles between miles. Like if you have four mile race, maybe you have like 17 obstacles, they, they could slam you with three obstacles and then you won't see another obstacle for maybe like a mile and a half. They don't really even it out because they want to keep you on your toes. They want you to feel like, you know, when is this next obstacle coming? You just keep running and running and you get like maybe half mile in maybe you get like the first water station. And then, um, you know, 
you get to the harder obstacles, maybe halfway through. And that's where people slowly start to bow out. They, um, <laughs> if they fail an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees. And oh. that's where it starts to, you know, separate everybody from the people that are trying to compete and the people that are just, you know, just there to have fun, which is totally experience. Fun. Exactly. Having, you know? having the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, it's pretty much, you get hit with the hard obstacles from halfway in and on, and it's just a, a sprint to the finish, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, it's just something you got to do when it, the opportunity presents itself. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. That's like a mix of Ninja Warrior, uh, marathons, and, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, oh, that just sounds fun. So some of the harder obstacles, are they like, uh, like those cargo nets, um, you know, those? maybe 10 foot walls? What, what are some of the kind of harder obstacles? Uh, for me, it's always, I've been a little guy since elementary, you know, I have not, I'm still thin to this day, you know? I'm so, with you. <laughs> no, you're super strong. Don't even. <laughs> well, I'm still super small. <laughs> That's you know? true. That's why I fought at 125 pounds, you know, yeah. <laughs> no uh, heavy weight. <laughs> I would say the hardest obstacles um, when I first started were, there's something called the Hercules hoist. And at the time they had about, I want to say it was like 180, maybe borderline 200 pounds. Um, kind of like it was a hoist over a, a pole up top and you had to be behind a fence and, you know, pull it all the way up with just, you know, just your strength. And that for me, the first race, I couldn't even get it a foot off the ground. Wow. It was, and it was nuts. It weighed more than I did. So, you know, there was no way I could do it. We even tried two of us. You know, I don't know if it was just super heavy back then. Cause now it's, you know, now it's no problem. I could do it you know. <laughs> but mostly the strength obstacles would get me back then. It was, gotcha. the, those are the hardest. And also there, like you said, the, probably the nine foot wall. Like if you don't have a running start to that or somebody to throw you up there, you could be there for, for a good, like 15, 20 minutes, just trying to get mm-hmm. over it. I mean, every time that you try to get over it, it's just taxing, taxing on your body. Mm-hmm. And then it gets harder and harder and harder to do. But yeah. so, so uh, how was it like the first time you actually got past that, that obstacle, literally and metaphorically, the obstacle that, you know, kind of held you back? Oh, it, was, it felt great because it was, it was very good that I used to parkour and free run, you know, it it helped so much. And I, I think that's my mindset went in was like, you're here because you really want to climb these obstacles. You want to power through these. And, oh man, the feeling of just, I actually sat on top of that nine foot wall for a good like minute, just to look around and be like, I'm here. Like, this is awesome. This is wow. You know, just take in that sense of accomplishment. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's very few things in life that feel better than just conquering something, you know, if it's, especially if you lost to it before, you know, and just Mm -hmm. coming back and redeem the redemption, I guess. I mean, look at all these movies that we all love. Most of them are about redemption, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's awesome. Uh, So nine foot walls, man, I, I just sit there and just uh, have a picnic. I don't even know if I try to jump it. <laughs> nah, you could do it. Nah, it's it's 
it sounds scarier than it is. Nah, it's we need to get you in a race. We That's do. what we need to do. Yeah, I just uh yeah, that that'd be a lot of fun. I'd do it. Uh I'll actually be moving back to Monterey very soon. So uh next time when they open it up, man, you might have to drag me along for it. The small one. I'm gonna start hey. small and work big. <laughs> no, we definitely well I think I think Monterey started changing it to they had two on the weekends and it was the the mid mid level one was on a Saturday and then the tiner one was on a Sunday. I think we should start you with the middle one though, because yeah, I think if we get you in the small one, you're gonna do it too quick and you're gonna be like, Oh, that that was it. We're we're done already. No, I think Yeah. Let's go with the mid one. I will I just need a I can't remember the last time I ran eight miles. <laughs> Dude, actually, but don't even think about that because honestly, people think that I'm some bad ass runner. And honestly, I'm one of those people that are there for the experience and and there to like share and bring people into the sport and see how they flourish. Cause I'm more of like, I want to build better people, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to show people that they have something inside them that they might not know is there. So I'm not, I don't even run these races. Half these races, unless I'm actually trying to compete, which is very rare. Um, I just kind of light jog sometimes. I'll, most of the time I'll just walk and, and help other people through the obstacles. Like that's, don't even trip about trying to run eight miles because nah, mm -hmm. you're good. I'm a very competitive person, no. Exactly. <laughs> no, but see, but see, if you wanted to compete, I'm I'd be like, win. Hell yeah. I'll be like, Alex, you go on. Nah, if, and that's the thing. We go in, we talk to each other with the team. We're like, yo, if you guys want to stick together, that's great. If you want to compete and get your best time, like that's great too. Like you need to do what you need to do and, and see how badly like you can take on this course. Mm -hmm. So hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be like, Al Alex, it. we're going to start together and then shit, I'll see you at the finish line. You go ahead. <laughs> right. No, I mean, even, uh, like you said, it, I do it more for the experience, you know, my competitive days and, and sports are, you know, almost behind me. I, uh, <sighs> when, once you get up to, uh, to where I got in martial arts, it's your body just hurts. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I would love to do something like a, like a Spartan race, just to kind of feel that fire a little bit and also, uh, motivate you know, to, uh, yeah. to keep it better shape and to do, but do more, you know, oh, definitely. it's easy to, you know, get lazy and get content. It's, uh, it's another thing to, you know, make sure that you keep it a lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. So, so that would be something fun because it has to be fun or you're oh, not yeah. going to want to do it. You're going to dread it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, an obstacle course sounds fun to me every single time. I'll military crawl under the barbed wire in the mud and mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll do whatever just because it's like, Hey, let me push myself. And, uh, exactly. So you're definitely going to have to take me on your next one. That's going to be fun. Oh, you already said it. So it's, it's done deal. Like you have no choice now. <laughs> yeah. I signed the waiver doc. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, awesome. So, uh, how many of them have you done? Ooh, hmm. I have a wall. Uh, I would say like maybe forty, maybe awesome. give or take a few. I mean, there, there's those three levels like I told you, the sprint, super, and beast. But there's actually um a couple different ones. 
like specialty races, I guess. Um, there's the Ultra Beast, which uh, used to be about 26 to 30 miles. It was like two laps of the beast, basically. Um, there is what they call a hurricane heat. It's kind of like um, there's it's like boot camp. So you're in like groups of maybe four and there's cryptas, which are kind of like the instructors and they pass you off to group uh, or to instructor and you do like basically boot camp activities and camaraderie stuff. A lot of team building exercises. Um, and there's like three different levels to that. There's a four hour hurricane heat, a 12 hour and a 24 hour. Yeah, dude, it's brutal. Like I, I got stories for about ultra beasts and, and hurricane heats, but I, I have never done a 24 hour hurricane heat. I will never do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's pretty extreme. That's a, that's the ultimate test right there, but who knows, maybe one day, you know, we'll both get suckered into one. <laughs> nah, I do. I did. Um, I actually, they did the first ever ultra beast championship in 2017 and they did it in Iceland. And I was like, I think that's my, like, I was kind of like, I was going to make it my retired race or I was going to retire after the race, my, my last race, I guess. And I was just going to go strictly into bringing people into the sport. And then, um, I actually went there and it was the first race that I failed. It was the right. Oh man. It was the first race I had ever not finished. It was, um, a 24 hour race and you had to do the minimum of 30 miles and I think I did maybe, I want to say like 17 and the weather just took me out. I was like snowed on, rained on, hailed on, and I was completely drenched. And I was like, all right, if I keep going, hypothermia is going to set in and I'm going to be worse off. So I definitely like left that country in such a sad way. But like yeah. you said earlier, um, you're talking about redemption. And it was funny because uh, a year later, they had the same race there. They're like, all right, guys, like we're going to Iceland one more time. And I went back and I told myself that if I don't complete this race, like I'm not coming back home. And I crushed the 2018 Ultra Beast Championship. And it was nuts. There you go. I mean, like... <sighs> the hardest thing in life is to face your fears and face mm -hmm. things that make you uncomfortable change. Like you're a beach boy. You grew up on the beach pretty much and you're at sea level, mm -hmm. beautiful weather year round. And then to go to a snow covered wonderland right? <laughs> and do one of the most intense things you ever done in your life. And then to be like, okay, yeah, that was hard. And then, and then just be have that mindset to be like, you know what? I could do better. I, I could finish it this time. And that yep. mental toughness carry, carrying you through. Oh, congratulations. Thanks, so, so how does it work? Uh, is it like a, so many first to finish get the gold or is it just by completion? How, how does kind of like, how do you judge a competition? So there's uh, actually, I think there's three different categories. 
there is uh, the elites who they run first. And those are the people that are like, they're competing for the big money. They're competing for sponsorships and all that. Um, they run first. So, you know, the course is all untouched and there's no like, there's not mud on certain obstacles that could like mess them up. So elite, elite men are first, I should say. And then elite women go. And then there's the um, competitive wave, which they race for kind of like a point system and for bragging rights. They don't really get any of the money, but they have a scoreboard for them. And then there's the open wave who they're just there because, you know, they want the experience they want. They want to have fun. They want to, you know, whatever their reason may be, that's where they're at. And oh, okay. um, it's pretty much, you can, you can sign up. Um, I think the elites are more expensive and competitive is a little more expensive because you start earlier. And so the open wave is like, kind of like the sloppy seconds of the course. Gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, you know, it's uh, got to pay the winner somehow. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it, I mean, you're, you're basically literally betting on yourself. It's, uh, mm -hmm. And I mean, what else is motivating you besides, you know, sometimes people just love financial gain. How can you not? <laughs> and they definitely love the recognition. There's like, it's just, it's funny because you go into these races and you don't realize that there's a whole, I mean, probably with, with everything, there's a whole separate world that you're stepping into and you realize that wasn't even there. You're just like, holy crap, like, you know, they have their own set of celebrities. They have their own um, Spartan team. It's just a whole different world that a lot of people exactly. don't know is here. Well, at the same time, I mean, you can do that with a lot of things. It's like we have right. so many little micro universes inside mm -hmm. of micro universes. And it's yeah. like, well, like you join a sports team and then you start playing that sport and you're like, okay, well, I didn't even know that this kind of thing existed where it gives me this kind of these feelings and, mm -hmm. and uh, whether they're good bad happy scared it doesn't matter they it's a new experience and then boom you go do acting and per se and then it's like okay wow i didn't even know like how this side of the universe i knew it existed but you know and then it's like oh okay so this is what it's like and right the ins and outs and everything yeah and those experiences you know it's that's what that's what life's about is just experiencing as most experiences as you can get. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Like I didn't understand martial arts world until I really got into it. And then I was like, Oh, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like TV. This is, yeah. this is hard. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> this hurts <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah you think you could do everything they do until you try to do it <laughs> and yeah. then you try to do it against someone else who's in the same boat as you has been training and all this and all that and then it pushes you in different ways that you didn't know that you could be pushed and yep and it you know everything is just it's all its own universe inside of this big planet inside of this solar system inside of this and it just it just keeps going and going and going mm -hmm. amazing so uh what was the highest uh i guess you level you competed at in these in these races did you go all the way up to elite uh, no i i've ran elite maybe twice and there are just there are 
inhuman people in this sport. I mean, they are, you see them at the start line and you never see them again. They finish the course in like, let's say it's a four mile course. They finish it in maybe like 22 minutes. They're gone They're I mean, that's obstacles and all. And they, I, mm -mm, I couldn't compete with that. And I, I was, you know, it started off as the hunger for the experience and then it just evolved into pulling everybody in. And I think at one point I was really trying to compete because, uh, if you finished top five in your age group, uh, you got a chance at the world, uh, world championship OCR in Canada. And I think I finished the course, you know, a four mile course in like 38 minutes but I ended up being, yeah, but I thought I was, you know, going to be in that top. And I actually started at like, I think I got fourth. And then by the end of the day, I got shot up to maybe like, like 22nd. And I was like, all right, well I tried, you know, I mean, Hey, it's so hard to be elite at anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many world-class people are there in the world? Like it's it's small percentage. Yeah. Like, just how many Hussein bolts? How many? <laughs> it's like just there can only be one record holder, <laughs> right? So and it's like, like how how far up the ladder do you need to be to satisfy yourself? Is really the question. Yeah, and these are the people that like, like this is what they do. You know, they run these sports for a living, and I'm like, you know, that's great. I don't think I could do that. You know, mm-hmm. but that's awesome. But it was just like it was so hard to compete with them and you know i mean do you sit back and think about the kind of work and dedication and breathe mm-hmm. this in breathe this out mentality that they have had to have for how long to be right. able to get to that level and it's uh like you said if it's not paying the bills it's tough to dedicate that that right. 24/7 mentality to it you got to mm-hmm. be all in and a lot of people can't be all in right so, so would you say that you were comfortable at what was it, the competitive level then? Yeah, I was pretty good at the competitive level. Like that's, that's where my niche was. And, and as I guess, as the races evolved, I kind of dropped more into the open just because my mentality wasn't like, you know, this isn't what I want to pay bills with. This isn't what, like, I want to be, this is not what my life wants to just be revolved around, you know, I, but I wanted to get everybody to just experience it and be like, you know what, maybe somebody else will feel differently. Like maybe somebody else will run elite and they'll, you know, this is find their passion, you know? Yeah. I wanted to show people another door. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. I mean, like true ambassador of the sport. Exactly. You know, it's at a certain point, it's like you become a vet and you understand what it's about. And it's about growing and Mm -hmm. making sure that this this fantastic thing stays alive right and the best thing is um i actually started a team uh we're called team persona and i think the greatest gift that i got from that is the people that we kept roping into this sport um we actually have like a a lot of success stories from uh our team like one of our uh, team members he you know, we used to be on antidepressants for so long. And when he started to get into the sport, 
he started working out, you know, he started getting into the lifestyle of it and competing and traveling. He's been off of antidepressants for now, like maybe four or five years. And he's like, felt better than he ever has. Like, um, we got a girl who, you know, I adopted like my little protege. She started killing the races and she ended up winning her age group. Uh, now she's actually studying to be a, a health coach and she's a trainer now. And she was never going to go in that direction before. Um, her dad actually lost so much weight and uh, he was a diabetic. Now he's, he's completely in remission now. Amazing. It's like, I guess that's my takeaway is just seeing everybody's success flourish from there. And that's like the best feeling in the world. That's amazing. Yeah. So it, I mean, that's the one thing that no one does anymore. I feel like is promote a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. It's too quick. It's too easy. It's too cheap financially to, to just, to destroy your body in a sense. Right. But all the things that, you know, really benefit you, you know, you either got to pay in time, energy, or effort mm -hmm. uh, or money. So it's, uh, you know, just to get someone out of that mindset that think that they have to be this way because it's the only way they can be or they've known. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, literally health benefits. Mm-hmm health benefits and you're having fun. It's like, that's like hand in hand, you know, it's mm -hmm. hard to do. So, so what, uh, tell me a little bit about team persona. Well, um, it's funny. Cause we're just, a lot of it was, I started with pulling actors in. you know, people that never thought that they were ever going to do anything physical like this. And a lot of them just became trail runners. They became, uh, fitness people. Like, I mean, you know, people that would never worked out are now working out like five days a week. You know, people that were, you know, heavy set have lost half their body weight. You know, it's just, we're just a bunch of regular Joes, you know, it's. They just found motivation through mm -hmm. other people and inspiration. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you guys have like a logos, any, any merch, anything like that? Uh, we, I was really hard on pushing all that. Maybe with the first couple of years we had like our team shirts, we would show up to the events with, you know, our shirts and people were like, yo, this is before people actually had like team merchandise and stuff like that at the races. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people would see our, our group of like 16 walking be like, Oh, Hey, that's, that's cool. Right. Um, but we don't really I'm have sure. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We don't really have like any merchandise or anything, but it's kind of slowly, I think with this whole COVID thing, it's, it's kind of demoralized people as far as like racing, mm -hmm. but, uh, everyone's kind of, I don't know, branching onto newer things now. So it, I wouldn't say the team's like completely done, but there's still maybe like 10 people that are consistent with racing, but everybody in that was drawn in kind of like took their experiences with the racing and kind of just branched out into what they really wanted to do. And that's, that's the thing about this, uh, this 2020 is uh, either people have used it to kind of sit back and maybe hide or, you know, I, I don't want to say hide, but kind of just take a step back and just uh, reevaluate 
either in a positive way. Some right. people have not been able to handle it well at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really just completely shows you the, the different mentalities that people have. It's, uh, I knew, like, a lot of people use 2020 to just abandon everything and start fresh. Yeah. And, but whenever they did that, they didn't start. <laughs> you know, they stayed, they stayed at the start line and just kind of sat down. Yeah. But some people used it as motivation and we're already halfway through the race. Um, I mean, as weird as it is to say, I mean, I've had a great 2020. Um, yeah. Outside of having to adjust to the new protocols and, you know, making sure, extra sure that, you know, staying safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kept grinding and I kept motivating myself and found ways to adapt. And one of the hardest things for people to do is to adapt to a new circumstance. Right. But like Bob Dylan said, you know, time <laughs> better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone. The times are changing. <laughs> um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's a tough transition for some. And for some people, when you figure it out, you can take full advantage. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of good things are going to come from this. And once it's going to motivate people. So once everything starts opening up, they're going to be so excited just to go do something. Right. And those are, and those are the people you're really going to be able to draw in. I mean, I'm excited. and I haven't even looked at a race before, you know, I'm like, okay, now I got to do one. Yeah. So, so you guys are going to see, uh, see this mug out there <laughs> and Dude, I'll let you know gonna, how it is. You're going to love it. And you're, you know what, you might even get hooked because, and that's, you know, that's what people, that's what happens, you know, their first race are like, oh, I don't know. Okay, this could be fun. And then the minute it's over, they're like, all right, when's the next one? Like, how do we, where are we going to go? You know, I actually, I traveled to so many different states, probably, you know, if I didn't race there, I probably wouldn't have gone there in the first place, you know? Exactly. It's just, it leads to whole bunch of bigger and different things a lot more opportunities Mm -hmm. a lot more networking people to meet yes never know maybe maybe your next employer may have been someone that you raced along with and helped them through it maybe you know maybe it's your future wife maybe it's you know your future husband it doesn't matter you may find something that you never knew you know maybe that's the way it's supposed to happen yeah (laughs) And like, it's funny that you say that is meeting people is like, it it doesn't not happen. Like when you go to a race, that's, I guess that's the energy that's there because let's say you're, you're winded and you're like, you have to like sit down in the race. Almost everybody that walks past you will check up on you. Like everyone there is so positive and so, um, supportive like everyone wants to see everyone succeed and to be surrounded by that is an amazing feeling. And you just make friends along, along your races. And like you said, like the networking, um, I've met people, um, in other races that have traveled from Texas, from, you know, the East coast and all of them are like, you know what, if there's a race here, you have a bed to stay here. And I'm like, 
that's crazy. You know, I could go to a whole bunch of different states that I've never been in and I already have a place to stay. Like, that's nuts. And I mean, it really truly is just a sense of community. And, mm-hmm. and whenever you go through these shared experiences, it doesn't matter what it is. You can't not enjoy talking to other people who are like-minded because if you're mm-hmm. doing the same thing, you know, you're obviously, you know, have some similarities in the way that you perceive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's a complete individual, but there's a lot of overlapping that goes on with a lot of people. And you would never know that unless, you know, you tried to experience something. Definitely. I remember wrestling tournaments, you know, especially the state tournaments and stuff. It's just people from all over California. And you can't leave one of those places where it's everyone packed into a tight gym like a rally and screaming and and then you know you just you start talking to people sometimes and they start Mm -hmm. talking to you and you end up enjoying it and then you got lifelong friends and that's just in one room inside of a place you know now you do it across the entire state now you do it across the entire country now you do it in all the other countries it's like right there's billions of people in this world. So it's like, you're going to find some people that you really like and get along with. Yeah. You're going to find some that you hate too. But <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably a lot more of those than there are the ones that you truly enjoy. But that that's just another thing that really makes you treasure those connections. Yeah. And that's just amazing. So, oh man, was Greenland the only place you traveled to that was, I guess outside the country. Uh, yeah, so far, uh, or Iceland, Iceland. Iceland. Um, I wish. Ooh, I wish they did one in Greenland because apparently it's colder there. Mm. Oh, I don't know, but um, I think that was yeah, that was definitely my first and only international um place to go. Awesome. Have you ever traveled outside the U.S. besides that? Uh, no, and but I really want to. I mean, and that was just the starting point, and then COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right um where would you go oh man uh, japan for sure definitely japan um the main reason i'd want to go to japan is just the respect <laughs> everyone respects each other there it seems like yeah. here it's like everyone just don't care about each other and it's like you said it feels like such disconnect from a community yeah and, and i mean and that's not true in every place but but in a lot of places, it seems like there's just more division than there is unification. Yeah. I would say, um, where else? I mean, there's just, I want to go to New Zealand. There's just, there's so many places I'd, I'd love to go. And, you know, we can Google them all we want, but it's nothing like being there. Mm-hmm. I remember I went for my fight in Utah and at the time, I didn't know Utah was like the third highest elevation in the United States. Um, so, but I went and I saw uh, the Salt Lake patties, you know. And yeah. So we got out and actually went and touched the patties. I took a little salt ball, ate it, salty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it's like, because yeah you could just drive by it you could just look at a picture of it but what's it like Mm -hmm. i can tell you i could tell you what it tastes like 
I can tell you how it feels. I yeah. can tell you also what it looks like. So you kind of get more of that 3D experience. And it's right. like, would you rather watch an act, like a Avengers movie on regular big screen or do you want to watch it on IMAX? Yeah. <laughs> or in 3D? It's like, yeah, you know, there's just levels to the game. Mm -hmm. So the higher level you can get, the better. Definitely. If I had to travel anywhere, I think I would have to go see the Northern Lights in person. Oh, dude, I will tell you that I was I was so looking forward to that, and that's been on my list to like see ever since I was a kid. I went, and I didn't see it twice. Iceland, they never showed up ever, and I was so mad, so mad. That's just horrible. Yeah, it's like you were there, you were mm -hmm. there. Show yourself. <laughs> I mean, and they were like, "Yeah, it's it's December, and they should be out more, you know, in the winter." And I'm like, "All right, cool." I was Perfect. the first time. Yeah, exactly. The first time I was there for, I was there for only a short time because work almost didn't give it to me. Mm -hmm. I was there for maybe like three, maybe four days, and then so when I went back the second time, I went back for at least like eight or nine days. And nothing, no lights ever. So disappointed. Just that makes, was it my, just means I have to go a third fear. time. <laughs> I'll tell you a little fun fact about me. I still have never been on an airplane. What? You've never not been even, on an airplane? Not even a short, short flight. <laughs> you drove Only, everywhere? Yeah. I, we, me and my family took a road trip to Oklahoma. Uh, so that's, that's probably the furthest I've been out of the United States. I was going to take a flight to Chicago. I was supposed to fight on a King of the Cage pay-per-view and ended up getting four tears in my knee in a training camp. So oh, so yeah, they told me that, yeah, uh, you're not even throwing a kick for nine months. <laughs> so I was back Damn. training within three. <laughs> well, of course you and, were. Uh, and then I had another one, and uh, yeah, I one fell through. Uh, the opponents kept backing out and stuff, so uh, you know, couldn't catch a I, break on that one. But I was supposed to be in Chicago, and you know, me being a big Chicago Bears fan, I was gonna go see the stadium. I was gonna go eat all the deep dish. Yeah, but you know, never, never came to fruition. The furthest I went was uh, Utah after that, so. Uh, different kind of place. I'll tell you, YouTube, uh, Utah is just a different vibe. Uh, a lot more lethargic slash robotic kind of kind of people, so, it seems like. Uh, we tried to give this lady a, who uh, was our server at the time at the restaurant, we tried to give her a tip, and she was just like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what to do with this. What? <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone just kind of seemed shy, I guess is a good word for it. it like more difficult. like a reclusive? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it was just kind of a culture shock for me because being in California, everybody got an opinion in California and they make <laughs> sure you hear it. So Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but also, you know, I, I, the thing about the road trip was that I got to experience every town I passed I mean like I went in a hot tub in Arizona 
I saw an indoor cooled pool instead of a heated pool. <laughs> I've seen a trash can just, a plastic trash can just completely melt in Las Vegas. Uh, I, I ate at the Golden Corral at, in the hat of Texas, you know, and that, yeah. that's just certain things that you can't do with a flight. Yeah. So, yeah. But how, how quick do you need to get there and how much time do you have is the question. You know? Yeah. I'm not trying to drive 17 hours in a hurry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you don't. Oh, God, that's those. Those trips are probably the worst when you it's like, all right, well, I have to leave work now and I have to be there by, you know, so and so time. So we got to drive 12 hours straight here. And it's like, oh, do we really have to? Mm-hmm. And you do. <laughs> yeah, and you still do it you still do it and uh you get home you complain about it but then you're just like oh that's so worth it <laughs> yeah yeah because then you end up getting like those experiences that you know you don't see coming but they happen mm-hmm. but i mean it's also like you miss the experience of like looking at everything from the aerial view and just mm-hmm. understanding the fact that you're trusting engineering right now at the highest level you're you're trusting the the greatest minds and the people who put them together to and every time that that plane takes off and lands without a hitch it's just like uh, a miracle wow yeah <laughs> just just to the human race you know it's, uh, i mean elon musk just sent a, a freaking spaceship and and then brought it back down and landed that thing uh, uh-huh. and reusable like Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, you know how much debris is in our own atmosphere compared to the galaxy? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's so, nuts. It, it's just insane. Uh, so you said you also did terrain races, right? Yeah. Like, what were the other types of races? So there was a, a race called terrain race. Um, I think it still goes on. It's, it's very small. It's, um, you know, I went in thinking it was going to be like a Spartan race and it actually is a very, 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 I'm not trying to badmouth the race. It's just, it's just a smaller race and there's not that many obstacles to be honest. It's, um, they held it on maybe like a, like a, it was as big as like our high school track, you know? Oh, wow. It was not that big and it was just one, you know, maybe like two laps, three laps of that size and it was more of like you know this is just this is just a fun thing to do on a saturday this isn't this isn't really a let's challenge ourselves and let's it's just like let's go let's go do some obstacles today so kind of like a warm-up race yeah it was definitely a warm-up race and even the if you compare the the prize money for to uh from spartan to terrain Spartan gives like thousands of dollars, you know, they're ridiculous. They're, they're the, the main OCR, uh, company and terrain race. You, you even have those same elites from Spartan running these terrain races and winning them, but they're getting like $200, you know, hundred bucks, you know, it, it kind of shows those you the scale, kinda. right. They're just like trying to get their name out there more. You know, if you, if you win those races, it's like, oh, okay. We kind of know who you are. You won maybe that, that race. <laughs> but uh they there was another race called battle frog and, and they were kind of like 
they were i think they're navy uh the navy created it and um they were starting to give their uh spartan a run for their money and they uh they're more technical their obstacles were a lot different and a lot more technical technical and and climbing and and ropes and stuff um but somewhere i think within a, a few years they i don't know if they went bankrupt or something but somewhere along the line they they lost it and they've been gone for maybe i want to say four years now and uh actually it just got announced that they're coming back i think starting next year oh okay. we'll see there took a took a remission to i guess mm-hmm. recover yeah oh yeah and that's the thing it's like especially with new things you see a few people try it out and then one person really excels and then it's like oh, okay then it becomes hard to compete because they become the, the gold standard mm-hmm. you know? and so spartan races are basically the gold standard then yep okay and they they basically they started it all and and you know as soon as spartan got maybe a few years in that's when all these other people were like, oh, we should throw our own race up. We should, you know, try to compete with them. And, and you know, a lot of them are trying to differentiate themselves from Spartan, but, you know, a lot of them don't last just because it's, you know, they can't reach that caliber, you know. Exactly. That's uh, tough. It's like trying to compete with Walmart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially, especially in 2020 ain't no one competing with walmart <laughs> or like you know amazon you know oh god talk about talk about the uh delivery uh delivery services you know <laughs> cashing out i know even now whenever i go get my groceries you know i just order it online park and then have them loaded in the trunk back home yeah it i mean there's there's benefits and cons to it i mean I love just sitting there taking my time. I never shop in a hurry. You know? Yeah. I always make sure I have plenty of time because I'm not trying to get mad or, you know, irritated with people just because they're taking a long time or they're, everyone's in a rush all the time. Mm-hmm. And I like to say I'm, I may be Russian, but I'm not Russian. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, I just, you know, like you said, it's all about the experiences in life. So yeah. even if it's just a trip to the store, that's an experience. You know, yeah. most of the time you won't see the same exact people in there. You know, you won't have the same exact uh, situations that show up in the store. You know, maybe one time there's, there's a crazy homeless guy in there, uh, <laughs> you know, harassing people or next time, maybe there's someone out there dressed as Santa and so it's like you could go to the same exact location and it just feels 100 percent different yeah you'll never have the same experience twice you know it's always it's always an experience it's always you know it could even be your last you know you never know that's how Mm -hmm. that's how different everything is you know you don't even know you could walk outside and not come back you Mm -hmm. you could get hit by a squirrel have a rabies you could get step out in a curve with your headphones in too quick get hit by a bus yeah, uh, you know, you, you just never know. That's why you got to appreciate every day and all the experiences that come with it. Yeah, and and it's all like they're all growing experiences. You know, it's always something that's going to shape who you are and who you become. So you it, it got to really appreciate is. it. It's uh, 
a little fun fact about squirrels is literally every single day they have a 50 50 percent chance of living like that's their calculated odds and it's <laughs> as simple as running across the street at the wrong time mm. you know getting attacked by another predator anything like that but literally every single day of their existence is a coin flip and it's like okay all of us <laughs> are a 50 yeah. 50 coin flip every single day i mean the only way that you could even say oh if i just stay inside and and you know shelter myself it's like well what if you have a heart attack what if what if you go crazy and you know you did that too many days in a row and you you just go manic or you know, you slip and fall in the shower, you know? There's just so many things. And, oh, man. And I remember that show on Spike, uh, Thousand Ways to Die. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And it's just, it's just amazing to me that it's like, yeah, it really makes you understand how small everything is. Mm-hmm. All your little problems, all your little tiffs and uh, grudges, everything. It's like, who even cares? Like, I got, there's so much more to worry about in life. Yeah. <laughs> we get caught up in in the small details and you don't appreciate the bigger, the bigger, like the bigger view of things, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to live in the micro, but there's macro as well. And mm-hmm. then there's super micro. <laughs> And it's like, so like, what are, what are we doing that we don't see Yeah. Uh, that, that affect other things positively or negatively? Like with all the ozone damage that we do with all of our production, it's like, they say that by the end of the century, sea levels are going to rise about five meters, which is about 19 feet. So size of a building uh, or, uh, you know, at least, a, at least a pretty big house. So. So it's like, okay, well, sooner or later, you know, maybe California will end up uh, <laughs> underwater. underwater. Who knows? And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that Monterey, uh, doesn't Monterey have the bigger uh, canyon than the Grand Canyon in the ocean? I believe, I believe so. It's closer to like uh, the big trenches, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's nuts. You know, what if, you know, what if all that becomes a giant canyon? Yeah. And, you know, just keep extending that Mariana Trench. Like, <laughs> it split us right in half. I don't know. It's, uh, I always used to like whenever, uh, when I was a kid, I thought it's like, okay, yeah, if you dig a hole, you can dig a hole straight to China. It's like, okay, oh, no, no, you can't. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I mean, unless you got a magma and you can survive the center of the earth, then yeah, maybe you can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sure... Sooner or later, that's going to happen. I mean, dude, look at the things they can do now. Uh, they're fracking everywhere. They're, uh, you know, they're able to extract all of these oils from deep in the earth. And mm-hmm. it's like, what, what are they going to do next? So apparently Elon Musk is making the, uh, the Neuralink. You heard about that? No. Basically, it's like a little device to test yourself back in your neck and you can do things like telepathic communication uh, communication so like you don't have to speak you can just read each other's minds uh, what are we uh, can, what the way he described it is that basically it increases your brain's 
broad broadband. Mm-hmm. So, so you can receive so much more information at the same time and be able to process it as you would without it. So you can just get exponentially smarter than someone without it, you know, yeah. exponentially. <laughs> what? That seems kind of dangerous at the same time, though. Like, and like it there's just cool but yeah like said, it, mm, i don't know if like, i want and, everyone in my mind and just think of all the problems like that that adds on too because what if someone hacks into your neural link what if um you know you your neural link fries and you die like who gets sued you know all just all those problems arise with that yeah, I mean, what happens if, like, say, an EMP goes off? Will it withstand that? Um, and what happens if it does shut off? Do you lose everything that it helped you gain, or does it just overload your own system? Right. Like, do we die? Do I mean, is it just the neural link that you know explodes, or what? You know, there's just so many what ifs, or what does this do? It seems kind <laughs> I mean, of. Iffy. But I mean, I'll leave that one up to Elon Musk, though. <laughs> Like yeah, I said, that guy sent a rocket ship up in the sky and brought it back safely. I'm like, okay, um, this guy knows a lot more than I do. <laughs> more power so, to him. Yeah, it's uh, pretty soon we're we're just gonna be living the 100, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I just finished that series. Did you finish it yet? Did not. I was about to start it today too, and then I I got wrapped up with. The, uh, a boxing pay-per-view, two MMA pay-per-views, uh, uh, two football games. It's like, oh, so much went on. Then I just went all the way to Monterey and back yesterday, one day, um, you know, setting up, getting everything ready down there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, just such a crazy. And then I had five finals this week. It was such a crazy week. <laughs> And uh, crazy semester, yeah. I I will never take five classes again. <laughs> Ooh, uh, uh, that was too much. It was, and it's not that it, you know, it was anything. It was just that all the classes were so far away from each other. It, yeah, there was no continuity. It was like, okay, learn how to dance. Now learn how to cook. Now learn how to do physics. <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh oh. <laughs> well and isn't school like you're kind of teaching yourself now like this whole you know new way of learning is is like all right well here's the work go do it read the book yeah figure it out and uh i just give you the test it's like yeah it's a lot of laissez-faire just like okay you're on your own you're an adult figure it out yeah <laughs> wait i thought that's why i was here <laughs> yeah right you're gonna teach me and it's like no no we're just here for a quick buck we just we make we make a powerpoint <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah that's oh so, god that's sounds horrible it's amazing and you know what that's the thing too about it's like okay you get a college degree and they're like oh well you got no experience or hey you got all this experience but you got no college degree or yeah. Hey, you got both, but we don't like them in the time frame you're in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, how, how do you win? <laughs> no, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. 
it just seems like everything is nowadays it doesn't matter if what you put into your body who you vote for who you do this with who you do that with it's like well you can't make everybody in the world happy you just can't no you're always gonna piss somebody off yep and like i think i read this quote it's like if you're not if everybody likes what you're doing you're doing it wrong Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's take it, take that for what it is. That's amazing. I use that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, dude, that's amazing. Just that sounds so fun. We're we're gonna have to get into that uh, Spartan racing for sure. You you got as long as you give me a team persona T-shirt. Oh hell yeah! As long as you rep it, <laughs> and I'm in. Oh, I'll wear it on the podcast. <laughs> done deal done deal you're in i'm see that's the thing uh that i want people to understand is uh hey i'm not just here for my own personal satisfaction like if someone's doing something if they have a team if they have uh, a company if they have anything it's like i want to help get the word out you know yeah talking talking to you and other people it's a pleasure of mine i do that yeah. i'll do that anyway but I don't need a platform for myself to talk to people, you know, but I also want people to understand that, Hey, there's other people in this world that are doing some awesome and cool things and, you know, experiment with them. So yeah, go ahead and try it out. Like, like a couple of people from high school. I know one of them, uh, you remember Asia Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently she started her own kind of business and uh, right there on Broadway called i think it's called herbalife so i'm i'm gonna try to get her on here soon i just got to get in touch with her yeah and uh you know it's like just spread the word about all of these experiences because i'm one person i can't experience all of them but yeah i can just get a glimpse of what it's like and how how you did it because it takes a certain mindset to to be able to do these things and it's like how does that compare to mine in not so much a competitive way, but as in like, okay, so what what did what motivated them as compared to what motivated me? Yeah. You know, and it's like, how did they look at the same exact issues or problems and obstacles and how did they deal with them and overcome or, you know, not overcome? It's it it I just love understanding how kind of people work. Yeah. And like, you definitely want to like, it's a whole different feeling when you're somebody that wants to elevate the people that you know, and you want to like, you want everybody to shine because you want everybody to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, you're a different kind of person when you are that way. I, I did a lot of succeeding already and I got plenty to go, but it's like, you know, like you said, it's, that's not my motivation. It's, mm-hmm. If this podcast never gets to the halfway to joe rogan's level that'd be just fine with me right. i'm not after it for the other stuff i'm after it for the experience like mm-hmm. a spartan race your first spartan race you know it's like i do it because every time it just it makes me happy to talk to talk to people and i'm i just just want to pick people's brains and i want them to pick mine and, yeah and in 2020 what's what's probably the biggest thing that's gone away is face-to-face communication yeah, and, and talking to people. Now it's just 
keyboard warriors going at it on Facebook. And, and it's like, you, you, no one's allowed to have an opinion if it doesn't match your own or, uh, it's like, no, we're all just, I guess you would say snowflakes. Like we're all just unique individuals, even though there's only about 12 different kinds of snowflakes. So, um, that's a big <laughs> misconception, but, <laughs> but they all look a little different. So, yeah. uh, so it's like, why would you cut yourself off to understanding and learning more? I just thirsty for knowledge, thirsty for, I don't know if I would call it understanding, but definitely just kind of like, like I said, is like live by curiously. Like mm-hmm. just, just like, okay, so maybe people will convince me to look it down a different path that I never would have thought. Like I just signed up for a Spartan race and I didn't even, I didn't even think about it before coming on this podcast. I was just like, Oh, talk me into it. So who knows where that goes? We'll find out. Yeah. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) You just like, uh, you like looking at different outlooks like you and understanding different outlooks of, you know, what makes this person interested in, in this, you know, it's, it's definitely, that's the camaraderie. That's the, um, yeah, I'm trying to find the, the, a different word than understanding. Cause I feel like understanding is like, it's similar, but it's not what, what I'm trying to grasp at, you know, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it's uh, the same boat and I just can't find the right word for it, but maybe someone will, uh, someone will come along and tell me the right word one day and I'll be like, that was it that was it yeah uh, go back and plug it in no. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time it's li- life's too crazy life's too short to to just not experience what you can like i said it's these little microverses inside mm-hmm. of microverses and surrounded by other microverses and it's like i don't want to be stuck in one i want to I want to see how far across these cosmos I can I can go. Yeah. And so every sport, every industry, every uh, different opportunity that presents itself is is its own own multiverse in my my opinion. You know, I'm, I feel like the Flash. I go from Earth one to Earth two to Earth three, <laughs> and, <laughs> and just everything's the same but a little different. Yeah. Those little differences are, you know, what we live for. Definitely. And so, so you said also something about an anime show that you were going to star in. No, no, I'm not starring in. Um, so there's a show called Neon Lights. I guess, um, you know, with with the whole COVID um, shutting down productions on everything acting um the whole shelter in place this guy uh named clayton uh he you know he really wanted to still be artistic but you know with everything being shut down he um he went back to writing and went back to you know just developing a couple of characters and then developed a story and he's just like you know what i'm gonna turn this into an animated show and uh you know i was not even in this picture i I stumbled upon this in the weirdest way. So I posted a picture of um, a promo picture for one of my, my Power Ranger series. Mm-hmm. And um, 
this account liked it, Neon Lights, Neon Lights Cast. That's what the account is called. And they just randomly liked my photo. And I was like, okay, let me click on them and see what they're about. And it was a, you know, an animated series coming in 2021. And they had maybe like 40 followers at the time. And I was like, hey, that's, that's awesome. You know, let me know if you guys have any auditions for anything. Like I'd love to be a part of this project. And he was like, hey, we actually have um, one of our main actors might have to drop his role because he's moving out of state, you know, but if you're interested, um, we'll have the audition. And I was like, cool, that sounds great. You know, let me know. Um, I ended up not getting the role, but uh, I guess he really liked my audition and he wanted to bring me on as like a support, you know, in whatever aspect that may be. Um, and they're actually filming, or I should say recording their final audio, um, tomorrow, you know, they, they filmed, uh, last weekend and this weekend, but, uh, I was actually, let's just say hypothetically, I did get that role. I would have been in Houston right now, um, recording the audio. Um, but jump to, I guess now, you know, they're, their fan base has grown up to like 1200 plus followers and still growing. Um, and it's going to be like a, a YouTube show with 49 episodes releasing uh, one a week, starting in, I want to say April, 2021. Oh, wow. And uh, I get to be, I guess I'm not allowed to say like what my role is or what, whatever I'm <laughs> in, but I'm in it in some aspect. But uh, if it gets popular enough, he wants to bring me on to uh, year two. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely keep me in the loop on what happens with that. For uh, sure. See, anytime you got a release date or something for me, I'll go ahead and share it around. Uh, Appreciate that. Because I'm excited to watch what you said. And you mentioned something about uh, Power Ranger series. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, I've, you know, I've been a Power Ranger fan since freaking, what, 90, 94, whatever, 95. Since the womb. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I heard the theme song in the womb. <laughs> but um, I, for years, I was just kind of like, you know, it'd be cool to have a suit. Just to have a suit and maybe just, you know, whatever cosplay. I wasn't thinking about actually making a series. And... I got, I ended up getting a suit made and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I have a good idea for, to branch off one of the existing Power Rangers series. And, you know, it was coming together. The writing is great. Um, I shouldn't say the writing is great. That sounds very arrogant. Uh, the idea is great. And um, my, I guess my weakest link right now is having like a team, um, to bring it to life because right now it's like it's me and like two other actors and maybe like the cinematographer and that's all we got so it right now it's um covid shut it down because obviously can't go out can't film can't be in groups of whatever um so right now i'm just trying to do my hardest to like get all the props um get all the details of the script written you know, everything hammered out. I'm trying to prepare everything so that as soon as uh, our lockdown and, you know, hopefully the COVID 
starts to pick up and go away um, that we can just start there and just go. But um, mm -hmm. you know about Power Rangers Jungle Fury. So um, I am going to make a story about uh, one of the Rangers uh, son, his son, and maybe like, no, I'm not going to say anything, you know, yeah. just a future hey, series. Don't, uh, don't say more than you need to, but, uh, yeah. oh, that sounds awesome. I can't wait. Uh, you need someone to get punched and thrown around, man. I'll, I'll be your crash dummy. Dude, I need I... people that, that can fight. And that's, you know what? You're perfect because you know how to, you, first of all, you know how to fight. Second of all, you know how to like fake fight. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah, I need people that can look like they've taken a hit. You know, let, let me know any way I can help. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to. Like I said, I'll be in that area very soon. So it'll be real easy. Perfect. You're in. <laughs> Look at that, everybody. See, good things happen coming from conversations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, you don't have to just be mean to everybody you meet online. You know, you can just actually talk to people. And yeah good things happen but that'd be awesome I, I don't mind helping you out in any way even if it's just picking up trash around the set you know I'll, i always got your back we uh <laughs> when did we meet it was fifth grade right fifth grade. my and i first moved to monterey from mm -hmm. fresno i uh and uh i was just one of my biggest things was watching power rangers pokemon and WWF <laughs> wrestling back when it was still called WWF. Yep. So uh, we both had a common favorite wrestler in Jeff Hardy for the longest time. And uh, so ever since then, the, the kinship was born. <laughs> yeah. 20 years, dude. 20 years. It doesn't even feel like it does it. <laughs> in some aspects, yeah, but not really. Like, you know, for so long, we think that time dreads on and then definitely within like the last 10 years time has just been flying yes it's uh there's a good kenny chesney song called don't blink it's uh it's like yeah because as soon as you blink it's like you you miss 10 years of your life you're like oh whoa i wake up and i'm 25 and then all of a sudden you know you eat a birthday cake 45 you're like whoa yeah. <laughs> it's like what happened um but so like i say it's uh well time's man-made anyways so yeah <laughs> time is a construct <laughs> so uh, the universe didn't make it naturally so who who knows <laughs> so some uh fat dude eating grapes named julius caesar just made a <laughs> made a, a calendar <laughs> this is what day it is okay <laughs> everyone follow it We'll be just you, fine. You see that big ball in the sky? Yeah, that tells us what day it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna call this day, and when it goes down, it's night. Got that? <laughs> night. Like, who came up with the terms day and night? Like, that's. I'd be interested to learn. I gotta look that up now. But, <laughs> see, but it's like, why? Questions. Why did they name it day? Why did they name it night? Is that just kind of? Does night kind of mean dark and? day means light like <laughs> where do you derive these terms from uh, 
I want to pick their brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a time machine, I'd just go back and talk to everybody I could. Cleopatra, uh, King King Tut, who's like 12, man, and running a whole Europe empire. And it's like, You're not scared of changing history on accident? Nah. <laughs> You're going to Bill and Ted it? I, I'm a Bill and Ted it, yep. I'd just be like hot tub time machine. Uh, yeah. Go go back and make a instead of Lulu, it'd be like Alexei. <laughs> oh god. No, see, it just doesn't work that way. I can't go back and change time. It doesn't fit. <laughs> it's I could uh, I could place myself in the past, but eh, I keep it keep it low key. You know, it makes me wonder like, would time ever go forward if we could time travel backwards? Right? Like just snapshots forward but would we even realize it in the present you know if that's that's true like would we just remember what we only what we only know back then yeah it's uh or would that just be completely erased and implanted with new ones before we even knew what happened it's like you're going over to knock on someone's door and then all of a sudden you're like i don't know this person <laughs> yeah why am I even here? How did I even get here? Oh, man. Crazy. Like the movie Back to the Future, you know, almost almost wiped himself out of existence. Yeah. And and then so it's like, oh, well, could I do that? It's like, because I don't want to. Why even risk it? Yeah. That's... <laughs> no, nah, we'll just... We'll leave that to the movies. Well, what happens if you take someone from the, from the past and bring them to the future? Is that... It erases history does it though but what if like their history of them ends there like like okay they're like okay well they disappeared they died and then but in our future they're changing it so what so, happens in that gap period just stays the same but like you know it's like who invented the light bulb if they didn't have invent the light bulb back then and you bring them to the future like that gap of history did they ever invent the light bulb no so we're, are we, I mean, you bring them to the future and then we're already, we're in darkness still. <laughs> like, and then they make the light bulb in like 2020. It'd be very dark time. It'd be the real dark times. Uh, as long as it's not the dark year, right? <laughs> hey, it would still be, oh God. Ugh, no, 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 not that. No, no blood raining in this house. I'll tell you that. You better take that over there to the grounder side. <laughs> oh, hey, you People gotta, don't you know what eat. we're talking about. We're talking about the the CW show, The One Hundred. <laughs> hey, it's a good show. It just ended. Alex still needs to catch up on the last season. Hey, the semester ended. I'm catching. I got to catch up on uh, the newest episodes of the newest Pokemon series. I got to catch up on the One Hundred. Agents of Shield, the boys. I I got. Oh, dude, I gotta catch up on those too. (laughs) I just finished Supernatural. Like Supernatural just ended a month ago, dude. Six. Now I had another one. I I stopped watching whenever. uh, What was it? Jack. uh, um, Oh, um, Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, his his half his son ish thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, I've watched that show since I was 15. Since we were 15, I I was watching that show. 
and it just Arrow. ended a month ago. Oh, Arrow too. I was watching that for eight years. I, me and George are still broke that it's over. George took it harder than I did though. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Oliver Queen, that's that's his idol. That's his guy right there. Uh, yeah, I can't blame him because, like, if I was a superhero, it'd have to be in the DC universe. It's a little too gritty. Yeah, uh, but uh, at the same time. I don't know. If I was a Marvel character, I think it's a toss-up between Star-Lord or Deadpool, who I would actually be, like, my per- personality-wise. <laughs> That's definitely, so you're definitely the jokester. Yes, but also get it done. Uh, that's why I think probably Deadpool more because I'm a true martial artist compared to Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I see that. I see Deadpool more than more than Star Lord, but Star Lord's definitely more of the. I wouldn't say he. Yeah, he's more grounded than Deadpool. Charismatic. More more realistic, I guess. Well, I mean, as realistic as you can get as a. <laughs> yeah, it's like superhero. one guy lives in space as, and as a thief, and another guy just is immortal. It's like yeah. If you ask so, me which one I'd rather be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably immortal. be more immortal. Yeah. I mean, hey, it may get lonely, but think about how long this podcast would go on. Uh, series, I'd, I'd be on episode 275 billion. <laughs> yeah. And be like, well, now the world is uh, on fire and I'm still interviewing people. And uh, we're doing it right until the violins start playing on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we don't got any more violinists. They all burned. <laughs> Um, well, I guess I'll just, you start learning how to play violin. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I wasn't banned for a long time. I know, I know someone who can, who plays the violin very well. Uh, if you, do you remember Peter Jung? Yes. Oh yes. God, it's been his, a while. His, his sister, Sarah Jung. I mean, I remember Sarah. I mean, world-class violinist to be back in high school. So I could only imagine how good she is now. Oh man. Yeah, Man, you said Peter Jung, and I was like, we've, I mean, we go back with Peter back to sixth grade, right? Like back to middle school. Man, that was, that was a, like, oh, wow, like Peter Jung. Oh, yeah, Peter. Yeah, that was like George's best friend for forever. Um, It's just, it's amazing, right? Uh, Last I heard of him, he was on the swim team in San Diego State and uh, doing some big things. it's just amazing to catch up with everybody. Yeah. And I just wish there was more time. Like I said, if I was on episode 200 billion, blah, 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 I still feel it wouldn't be enough. Yeah. It, it's, uh, that's why I don't even, I don't even number them. I just, I just, you know, Hey, it's another one. It's a new episode. It's a new experience. It's a new conversation. Yeah. It's new ideologies and, different things so a little spoiler alert since you gave me a couple spoiler alerts today i will be starting a new uh branch off of this podcast um, and that one's going to be more about interviewing everybody instead of just athletes because you know i mean i I love athletes i love you know these these conversations but like you said we can talk about other things too i don't want to paint myself in the corner you know yeah i want to i want to talk to everybody i don't care if you're 
you're a pilot, if you're the person who who puts the planes together, if you're a scientist, if you're a musician, if you're an actor, an actress, if you're a waitress at Denny's, you know, That's yeah. just, as long as you got a story to tell, I want to hear it. And mm, definitely, <laughs> your story's been awesome, man. I I commend you on on just keeping the grind going and you know just remember tough times don't last but tough people do it's uh if if you can do and uh do well in a spartan race i think you can make it through covid uh and this 2020 year and and as soon as everything starts presenting itself you'll be able to take full advantage yeah definitely I like that. I like that you said that tough, tough times don't last, but tough people do. I've never heard that. Like that's, that's a really good, I'm, I'm stealing that one. Good. It's a, it's a philosophy of mine. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter how it really doesn't. Everything turns back around eventually. And, you know, it could be a, a five minute drought. It could be a five year drought. It could be a 50 year drought. But at a certain point, you know, the sun rises again and yeah. it's a new day, it's a new opportunity and you just got to stop making the same mistakes you made before. And it just takes learning from a mistake to grow exactly. and understanding Growing. that it's a mistake. You know, it's nobody's perfect. You can't, if you, if you show me someone who says they're perfect, I'll show you a liar. You know? <sighs> It's, there's yeah. no such thing as perfection. There's only chasing perfection. Yeah. And as long as you can accept that, then <laughs> you're going to be pretty good in life. Because, Definitely. Because you always know that there's a there's an unattainable goal to chase. The grind's never going to stop. Oh, yeah. For sure. But you also know it's okay if you don't reach it. <laughs> yeah, you got to be at peace with that. You have to be at peace with that. You just have to know that you did your best and you, you put everything you had into it. And, you know, at the end of the day, your, your value is your effort. You get out of it what you put in. So if, if you put in half-ass stuff, you're, you're going to get half-ass results. Yeah. So, so, but if you give everything you're all, it's hard not to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> And it's hard not to be like, it's hard not to be happy with yourself. If you, if you know, you gave it your all, then you, you know, you, you can be, you can feel that, you know, you can accept that that's is what it is. You, you did everything that you possibly could and you can, it's hard not to be happy with that. And you can beat yourself up, but that won't last. I think a lot of the things that make people unhappy is, they try to compare themselves to everybody else. It's like, you can't do that. You're, yeah. your, you're your own person. You need to do it for you. Once you do it for you, then you can be happy. But if you're trying to say like, oh, this guy makes more money than me. Or, man, screw that guy. He's more successful. Or, man, this lady over here, you know, told me stuff that I didn't know and I didn't like it. <laughs> like, well, tough. <laughs> yeah just, just tough deal with it learn from it grow and you'll be a better person than you were the day before mm-hmm. and then happiness follows you can't chase happiness happiness finds you oh that is definitely a true statement that is can't be more true than that 
just thought of it too. So if someone else in the world quoted it before me, then, uh, you know, what? whatever. I thought of it myself. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> it was birthed we'll here. On, okay? We'll put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Team persona happiness finds you. <laughs> oh, I'll pitch it to the team. <laughs> you know, may need a few tweaks. Uh, by the time it's done, it's going to be a whole new script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, you know what? Get the ball rolling. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. The hardest thing in anything to do in life is to start. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Start. I think about whenever I first thought about starting this podcast. It was like forever ago, but shoot, it's only like four or five months ago. It was April. So it's like, wow. I just look back at it already and I'm just like, Hey, it just, it's been so fun. It's been so entertaining and so interesting, just learning new things and talking to people and looking at things in a different lens than I normally have. It's like, oh, this is why I did it because it's fun, you know? And if you enjoy something, everything else will follow. It's just, mm-hmm. you got to be true to yourself. And you're a prime example of that, you know? You always knew you know, kind of in the back of your mind, the direction you wanted to go in and, you know, and you always knew certain things wouldn't be a possibility. But you also learn that, hey, sometimes it's just timing. Yeah. So like you said, not being able to pass the strength part of these things. And then the next time you knew what to expect and you understood what you needed to do to do it and you got it done. Yeah. And then the results showed so that, that's amazing you know and that kind of perseverance is you know just one of the things i idolize about you man it's it's uh put yourself through these stressful situations just to test the person that you are mm-hmm. and then if you don't like it you go back and you make sure that you become the person that you want to be a yeah, lot definitely. of people a lot of people just get discouraged they they just they don't like themselves after and they keep that self-loathing. But that's why I love athletes is because we, we never take failure as a reason why we can't do better. Yeah. We look at it as the motivation rather than the discouragement. So I commend you, but definitely your acting roles. Uh, I can't wait. Um, send, send me the uh the other names of the ones that you already you know that are ready for that i could watch so that way i can watch them very soon okay because i'm gonna have a lot of hotel staying to do pretty quick here so so i'm gonna need something to watch so make sure make sure you uh you keep me updated on that for sure and like i said i'll i'll make sure to spread the word out whenever these new shows and movies end up do drop in Appreciate that. And, and uh, man, we're going to have to do another one after you drag me through my first. Uh, my oh, first I can't race. wait for that one. Oh, my God. You can let everyone know and be like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> he ain't bull, he ain't bullet BSing you. What was it like on the movie Role Models? You can't BS the BSer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that movie. <laughs> They're all so good. There's so many good movies that it's like you, you can't even compare them anymore. Yeah. 
I remember when there was like five good comedies. And now it's, there's just like five million big comedies. It's just everybody's got their own studio now. You know, you got different plat. You got so many different platforms doing their own shows. It's, it's like, it's such a good time to be an actor, and it's such a bad time to be an actor. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, if it just lasts one or two years, that's just a small amount of time. It, if anything, it just gives you time to sit back, reflect, and and self-evaluate, and just yep. know. Hey, where do I need to grow? Hey, let me rewatch some of these old ones and what could I have done better and and start implementing them and have time to practice them. Then once that opportunity strikes, you're like, hey, I'm ready. I've been I prepared. You know? Yep. And all you can do is prepare the best you can. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say hope for the best, but shoot for the best, you know? Yeah. Um Nah, I mean, not me. I shoot from the hip, <laughs> but that's that's the redneck in me, <laughs> half redneck, half Russian. So you know, yeah. hey, <laughs> just fire from the hip, and then uh, drink some vodka after. I don't know. <laughs> Slip and slide. <laughs> Slip oh god! And slide down the ice. No, honestly, when it comes to the cold, man, I I, I don't do cold water. I don't, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm a whiskey guy. I don't. You don't like cold water? Like regular drinking cold water? If, oh, well, yeah, drink cold water, but like swimming in cold water. Okay. I was like, so, hey, what? So if it's 105 degrees outside and that water's still a little cold, I won't get in it. <laughs> I hated but, ice. Ice baths were torture for me. I, oh, no. I just take ice packs. Uh, not not no, dipping myself so in ice body. cold water. I know. That's probably why I hurt every day. <laughs> ah, okay. I I got I got my body smashed for fifteen years, you know. It's uh Well yeah, I mean that I'm that'll lucky do to be it. walking. I I feel lucky to be walking and just I, every crack, 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 you know. It's, uh, but that's why I need to find find a new niche that I can do. And uh, you know, especially with my with my disability, my eyes. So I need something where getting punched in the head is not an option. So, but I can still push myself and uh, oh, thrive. It might thrive. be it. It might be. And uh, you'll never get my wife out there, though. <laughs> you will never you know see what? her out there. You say that, you say that. And I, and I will tell you this right now. I've maybe like, like a third of my team all of them were like, I will never, never do one of those. Even if it took me years to convince them, I still got them out there. And I mean, like there were people that were very adamant, like you will never get me one of those. Never. They did. They ended up doing them. So I believe it. Now. I believe it. But uh, I, I can't even get her to walk literally down the street to my mother's house. <laughs> She it's might. like a three-minute walk, so it's like, you know, hey, ha- well, we'll have to see. That'll be the ultimate test. <laughs> and, you know, you said uh, that you want to go to the Chicago Stadium. Um, they actually have stadium races. <laughs> Up and down the bleachers. Oh, that Dude, just reminds me of the good old days. Bear crawling the up stadium. the sound dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
up there. But I also, the thing that I hated the most about running in my life was that it was just repetitive motion after repetitive motion. Mm-hmm. Twitch it up. Let me, let me, uh, you know, it's like, say, say boxing, you know, you just, you throw your jab, your jab, your jab, your jab, your jab, your jab. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, you're going to get tired of throwing the jab. Oh, yeah. But, but you mix it up. That's why I did mixed martial arts and not just boxing or not just Muay Thai. You know, I, I just made sure that I like to do everything in one. Yeah. So that's, that's what a Spartan race sounds like. And that's, that sounds fun to me, you know, Hey, four miles isn't that far if you're having fun. Oh yeah. I mean, I've walked further at night in the cold, in the rain <laughs> and doing not fun things. So <laughs> it'd be a lot funner to do some fun things that, you know, challenge myself. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. You heard it here first. You Alex heard it here doing first. a race next year. And if not, Nico's going to blast me forever for it. So I can't oh, let yeah. that happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Until he gets into one, I'm going to blast him. Oh, yeah. So you're definitely signing me up. And, hey, maybe one day we'll we'll travel together and go do one in, say, Chicago or somewhere nice. You know, oh, maybe yeah. maybe you just need me there with you and I in Iceland to go see the Northern Lights. <laughs> hey, be the be the lucky charm. If you bring out the lights, I'm there. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure. I like when the lights are on me. I thrive. <laughs> you do. You do too. Are you I do too. acting? <laughs> oh, I definitely do. Live theater is a whole different ball game. Oof. So live, so live theater. What what kind of uh, shows have you done? Which uh, which production? Ooh. See, that's that's a longer list than the movies or than the film. I would say your highlight, maybe. Uh, let's see. My most recent one. Uh, did you ever watch the movie Newsies? That old like newspaper boy. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. a young like a uh, Christian Bale was was the main character. Young Christian oh, Bale. Wow. Um, Newsies. Um, I mean, I can name just like shows that I'll name shows that you know. Like uh, I was in Greece. I was in a hairspray. Mm-hmm. Um, my first show was High School Musical. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Zach Efron Jr. over here. Oh God, no! I was I was one of those little uh, kids in the back because I was not confident at singing and not you know I was fresh to theater and nah. But I think that would be the hardest part too. Is if you're not a good singer, is, and it's like me. You know, I'm out here breaking windows uh, because people are throwing rocks at me through them. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a singer, but hey, I I will on drunk karaoke night. (laughs) You got more guts than I do. I don't I think I've done karaoke maybe twice in my entire life. But like I can get on stage in front of an audience and sing no problem. But like I can't do karaoke. Like I just I don't I don't think I don't know. There's something about it. I just get way more nervous, or I just don't think I sound as good. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, it is because that's the opposite for me. I'm like you know, I do okay at karaoke, but it's like oh no, if you record me doing that, then I'm like oh, okay, 
because I, I think I feel it has to be perfect. And yeah. I think it's the same with you, but you're used to, you know, having to make sure that you do it very well uh, as compared to karaoke where you can just let loose. You can just right. be yourself. It's like, you're not, you're not, the lights aren't on you. It's, it's a small room, you know, with some people who, you know, just like, hey, that guy is braver than me. Right, <laughs> yep. Um, so it's, I feel like one's more of an accepting crowd and it's not so crucial. So, yeah. but I think that you're one of the people that need that crucial part of it to succeed. You know? Yeah. Like they say, diamonds, you know, or pressure makes diamonds, but they also burst pipes. So it's like, you're the kind of person who when pressure gets on, start making diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's gotta be a diamond or ain't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel. It's like, I, I love the pressure. Challenge me, push mm-hmm. me to heights I've never been to because it'd make a great story one day. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know how that story is going to help somebody else. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of people who have the same questions in life and you never know if you're the one who will be able to answer them. Mm-hmm. That's why you should never just shut people out. You should never just, uh, you know, shrug one person off because they're not to your liking, you know, because you never know. One day, yep. maybe that guy that, you know, you gave five bucks to who really truly needed it, you know, starts his own company and becomes very successful. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, think about the people that helped Steve Jobs. Think about the people who helped uh, uh, start the founder of Amazon, you yeah. know, it, you know, you never know what a little kindness can do for somebody. And like at the end of the day, we all just want a little kindness, a little respect, you know, yeah. and enough to where it's like, Hey, don't hurt me. Don't rob me and don't kill me. <laughs> other, <laughs> yeah, than that's that, the <laughs> other than that, you know, it's like the rest is icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man. So uh, you got big plans for this uh, Christmas? Uh, we actually were going to go see my girls. Uh, I actually I haven't met her mother yet. We've been together two years, and I haven't met her mother. Like, I've met her mother, you know, on a phone call, you know, just not in person. And, it's, you know, it's a different thing. It is. Uh, we were going to go, but with the whole lockdown, we just, it's kind of too much right now. Are they in the same area? Uh, or they live live further away. She, uh, her mom lives in LA. Okay, so, so not not too far. So in between. But yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, it's just meeting meeting people for the first time. You know that you want you want to accept you is always nervous, but all you got to do is be yourself, and they'll love you. Yeah. How could they I'm not? not- <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's just, uh, it's just funny how for two years, you know, something's always been going on to where we can't go to LA for two years. And I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's timing, you know, but Hey, uh, you know, things get sweeter with time. So it'll just make that moment that much more memorable. You'd be like, Oh, it, I, it took a whole pandemic in order, but I finally met you. 
<laughs> yep. So that's good. Um, yeah, definitely keep in touch with me about uh, oh, sure. your upcoming stuff. Uh, and like I said, if there's anything I can do for you, you just let me know. I'll get it done. Sounds good, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And um, like I said, you're going to sign me up for a race. We're, oh, yeah. We're going to do the whole thing. We're, we're going to come back on, talk about the experience. And uh, that way I can let you all know if Nico's uh, telling me the truth or if he's just trying to uh, sell me some sugar-coated shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it definitely sounds, sounds interesting. But yeah. And I will be in touch because I will be back in the area very soon and need need things to do. So <laughs> yeah, that sounds definitely great, man. get together and uh, I'll cook. I'll cook for you and you and your lady and uh, me and my wife will will have you over and all that good stuff. So so look uh, forward to it. It'll be fun. But other than that, I think that's that's gonna wrap up wrap up the interview portion of it. Cool. Hang on for a minute. We'll talk some more after, but. I want to thank everybody for having Nico Abiera into not only your home, your ears, but also your heart. So make sure uh, you keep a lookout for his work. I will be keeping you updated with all of his acting stuff. But I want to thank you for coming on and explaining to me about Spartan races and persuading me. So any uh, anything you'd like to say, where, where can people uh, get, I guess, get in contact with you and and stuff so um well thank you for having me alex for one um or add to <laughs> uh, nico abiera just search me on facebook or uh nico instagram nico underscore meets underscore world you know a play on boy meets world because you know 90s kid here but yeah uh hit me up on instagram or facebook uh we'll get you guys in a race or you know come see when theater opens up again, come see one of my shows. Can't wait. Uh, definitely one of the art forms that I, I've grown more appreciation to is, is the theater. So I can't wait. Uh, I'll definitely be there. Uh, and I encourage everybody else to go as well. So whenever those come up, you just let me know. We'll, we'll get the word out. We'll get a packed house for you. We'll do, bro. <laughs> and, and so I like to end every single episode with a random fact so just in case people who listened didn't have fun or or uh, anything at least they'll learn something new so you ready for a random fact let's go so there is only two mammals uh on the planet that like spicy food humans. that is human and can you guess what other what other mammal likes spicy food Uh, uh, uh. nope you won't you won't get it it is the tree shrew it's like a uh kind of like a uh it's like a sand shrew yeah it's kind of more like a reptile uh kind of like a lizardish in a way or no actually like a tiny squirrel <laughs> wait so is it not reptilian no, it's not reptilian. I, okay. I looked at that wrong. It looks more kind of like a little uh, a tree mouse. <laughs> and they like spicy foods. And they like spicy foods. <laughs> All, All right, the other then. animals don't like it. So 
So if a tree shoe is ever attacking you, throw it a jalapeno. <laughs> tree shoes and humans. Never would have guessed that. I don't think anybody would have. And that's uh, why it's a random fact. <laughs> you learned something new today. So <laughs> enjoy tree shoes. But but all right. So I'm going to close this out here. So everybody, Nico Abiera here. Make sure you uh, go follow him and uh, look forward to all of his works. And uh, if you need to know any more information about trying to enter a Spartan race, go ahead and let me know and I'll get you in contact with them if not. So everybody, I want to appreciate your time and have yourself a great day. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.